0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.
0: From the diamond to the clubhouse to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made.
1: Well, it's Chris Atterbury from Target Field, where today Danny and I will call the Twins as they go for a sweep of the Texas Rangers and try to stay perfect at Globe Life Field. But first, it's Inside Twins. It's brought to you, as always, by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made. It's a Father's Day edition, and we are very excited to have Derek Falvey on board today to talk about all sorts of issues regarding the club and the league. So first and foremost, Derek, a happy Father's Day to you. I had the pleasure of living next door to your dad for a couple of weeks. uh, So uh, I hope you have made contact with him, and he has gotten into his word quotient for the day as well.
2: Yeah, it's uh, well. First and foremost, Happy Father's Day to you and, and to Danny and to all the Twins fans who are fathers out there. I know, uh, I know it's a special day, uh, especially what we've gone through the last year. I know a lot of us probably didn't see our fathers or were around uh, our family last Father's Day, so it means a lot more uh, this go around for sure. But it's uh, yeah, it's been a a good good Sunday morning. My kids have been good to me so far.
1: All right, well, let's talk about baseball's biggest issue right now. Tomorrow, umpires are going to start enforcing uh, these new uh, – I don't want to call them new because it's always been a rule, but the new uh, situation regarding sticky stuff. The league has not really spoken. They've just sent out a memo. We've heard from players. Mike Schilt, as a manager, kind of got the ball rolling earlier this year. We haven't heard, though, from a lot of folks like yourself, guys who run organizations, and I think that's a very important perspective uh, to look at it from. You came up through the ranks as a pitching guy, working with minor leaguers, developing pitching. Uh, You keep keen track of all the metrics, all the numbers, the spin rates, how to get pitchers better. So obviously this is something that's not new to you. I don't think it's new to any of us. When or where do you feel or did you first feel like it started encroaching into uh, performance-enhancing territory?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a great uh, it's a great question, Chris, and I think it's something that, having been around the game, you know, you guys as well for as long as you have. I think we always knew, you know, pitchers have talked about getting just some grip to their to their stickiness of their fingers. So sunscreen, rosin, uh, you know, guys using a little pine tar along the way. This has been the true of baseball for for a long time. But I think what really happened more recently is uh, some some players and, and maybe some clubs had the had guys using stuff that was a little bit more. Um, a little bit more advanced than that, you know, and so as a result of that led to some of the changes that we've seen over the last couple of seasons. And uh, I'll admit I was a bit naive to, to some of this along the way. I, you always know guys are using trying to get a little more grip. You know, anyone who's grabbed a major league baseball when it first gets rubbed up and it's in a game, it's, it's a pretty slick, slick ball, it's pretty hard. Uh, the seams aren't what they used to be. So guys are looking for a little bit extra to the grip. But I think now that the league has identified that this is, this is more widespread uh, and more advanced uses of some other stuff beyond the, the sunscreen and Brosnan, that the best thing to do was to, to even the playing field for everybody and make this more clear. Uh, and I, I, we intend to to follow that. Our guys, you know, in aggregate, we talked to them about it in spring training when we got the first memo. Uh, we've talked to them about it again, and, and everyone's aware of what's going to happen going forward.
1: You mentioned you talked to, to your guys. Is that something where you, if you notice, maybe even if it's a minor leaguer that nobody's ever heard of here in the Twin Cities, or if it's a major league guy, if you notice something different with their stuff, with the numbers you're seeing, will you go and say, hey, you know, are we above board on this because you don't want to end up going down a bad road?
2: Yeah, definitely. For us, that's our, you know, our approach for sure. I mean, if we think there's something going on now, you know, based on everything that's bubbled up in the last few weeks, uh, we're just much more attentive to telling the guys like, listen, there. if if you're using stuff, you know, that people are unaware of and you get caught with it, it hurts the team, you know, first and foremost. Right. It, it hurts. It hurts you, the player. Certainly it'll, it'll put you in a bad spot, but it'll it'll make the team go for without that player for 10 days. And, and that's not an easy thing to navigate. So I would and, and you can't replace the player. So that's something that we want to just be clear about. And through the minor leagues, too. Same thing. I mean, guys are learning to make adjustments to pitches, things like that over time. I think there there probably will ultimately be a medium here where there will be something that's, you know, that's allowed or the ball will change or otherwise to allow for some some tackiness. But as long as it's consistent across the board, I think that's all that people ask, is that everyone gets the same access to the same stuff to get the ball moving the the way they want it to move.
1: As a guy who oversees uh, an entire organization, do you maybe concern yourself even more so with minor league guys? Because the incentive, obviously, is so much better or bigger for them to try to become major leaguers. Uh, Even if you're already a major leaguer, yes, it's going to cost you the 10 games. It's going to cost you the anger and ire of your teammates, certainly. And that is no small thing. But... As we saw in the PED situation, when you're a minor leaguer just trying to 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 get there, and you see other people doing it, is that something where you have to be even more on top of your guys to make sure they don't fall into it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's much like like you just said, you know, the PED conversation. There have been other um, issues along the way in, in baseball. Certainly, guys pushing right up to the line, and then some who go over it, uh, and. We need to just be, be vigilant about it. Ultimately, it's individual responsibility. We need to make sure everyone's aware of what, you know, the, they're accountable for their actions and, and all the way through. So we're just making sure that we educate and, and we get guys more aware of what's to come. Uh, I think one of the bigger challenges is knowing with not just your own players, but with other players and with other teams. And, and when you're talking about players in the minor leagues or trades, Uh, It's certainly on our minds more now than it's ever been before.
1: Well, let's jump right there because you kind of moved ahead on me, but uh, whether it's a transaction like a trade, and certainly the trading deadline is something we'll talk about in our next segment as Derek Falvey joins us here on Inside Twins. Maybe it's even the draft when you're trying to evaluate players or evaluating your own guys within your organization. How do you know that what you're evaluating is above board? I I go back to the Marwin Gonzalez signing, good player, but certainly When we look back on what we now know about what was going on in Houston and his splits, uh, inflated value based on some of the shenanigans that had happened back then.
2: Yeah, you know, the way I look at it now is our scouts, our staff, everyone who's kind of trying to evaluate players, we're looking for all those signs. You know, you just mentioned guys' guys, pitches change, maybe the spin changes. We want to identify why and, and try and learn as much as we can in some cases guys are legitimately making adjustments to a grip or to a pitch or learning something new about, you know, the way they pitched before guys will shift from a two seamer to a four seam fastball based on, you know, maybe the characteristics of it. And you'll see increased spin. That's, that's normal. That should be expected. But when things get out of range, you know, relative to normal, that's when it, it sends up some red flags. So we're trying to do our best to, to understand what's happening around the game. Talk to as many people as, as you can talk to organization to organization to find out if, Uh, There's things you can pick up on before you do acquire a player and then find out maybe there was something going on behind the scenes.
1: You mentioned personal accountability, and certainly with all the players in a system and around the league, they're first and foremost accountable to themselves. We live in a day and age where even big league pitchers, they have their own pitching academies they go to in the offseason. They have their own pitching instructors. There's a lot of voices in a clubhouse other than the team uh, that they play for in that clubhouse or even yourself. So you're talking about a bigger pool of people now, Offering information, offering ideas. At the end of the day, though, you're the guy running the baseball operation here. So, I, do you have to somehow try to corral all of that uh, and, and be aware of what potentially could be going on as the guy president of baseball ops? Because that's a big net to cast.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I, and you know, I think we try and hire great people who 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 have high character, who who you know feel and believe and have the same values that we all have, right? And ultimately we're all collectively responsible for that. But as, as you get to, you know, the final decision, yes, that that's, that's ultimately on me and I own that responsibility. And so we need when something happens in our organization, whether it's this type of sticky stuff or someone else breaking rules for another reason, we have to address it. Now, some of these things um, that that you address along the way, some are more serious than others, right? Guy, you know, you have different situations uh, much like being a parent. There are certain things you're a little more attentive to, uh, you know, with your kids than others, but, We try and set a a good standard and we want to represent the organization and and make our fans proud in the way we go about it. We're going to win some, we're going to lose some for sure, but hopefully we're always doing it the way uh, that we all collectively believe is the right way at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. And I had a twins player tell me this year, said, Hey, I I like my breaking ball. It used to be a plus breaking ball. Now it's an average breaking ball. And that's not fair because I'm, I'm above board with this. Do you feel post enforcement here uh, after the initial transition that that is going to level back to where it was before. And could that help a twins pitching staff that certainly hasn't performed to where they'd like to perform as a group?
2: Yeah. I mean, hope so. I, you know, we certainly know a lot of our guys, we've had this exact conversation with so many of our players that uh, do not use, you know, any, anything that's been uh, kind of this new entry, you know, in, in terms of the types of stuff that people are using. Now, some of those guys have historically, they'd be the first to admit you know, sunscreen, rosin, just get that tackiness, what they've been used to. So this will be a change for them going away from that. But uh, it's always been, you know, a, a part of the conversation for everybody. I hope I hope we're just leveling the playing field and we all can get to a place where we know that when the pitcher's out there and pitching, uh, we're getting whatever his best stuff is at that moment in time.
1: You're a curious guy. Yeah, You're always looking to kind of understand what's going on, either when this broke or before when you kind of knew that this was kind of on the way. Did you... As an old pitcher, did you you grab some of this stuff? Did you mess around to see what it actually feels like? Have you ever had any tangible interaction with this spider tack or anything like that?
2: No, I never have. You know, I've never seen it. I've I've now looked it up and learned a little bit more about what this stuff is and what it's actually used for outside of baseball. Um, But I I have seen the sunscreen and rosin and kind of the mix of that. which guys have been using for a long time. So I I have seen that on, you know, what it feels like. Um, The the more, you know, aggressive stuff, so to speak, um, I haven't seen, but I do know that – you know, guys have tested it enough. I've, I've learned in the last few weeks, guys have tested a lot of these things enough to know how it impacts them.
1: All right, if I see you picking up big rocks with your palm, I'll know yeah. that uh, spider Tack is, is involved. Derek Fowley is our guest tackling this sticky situation. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about where the Twins are, how they can dig out of this hole that they are in as they hit the 70 game mark. That's coming up next on your home, Twins Baseball. Show is inside Twins. Following inside Twins with Derek Falvey. We'll have the Adina Realty opinion lineup card. Then baseball from Texas Twins trying to sweep, trying to win their fourth straight game. It would match their longest winning streak of the year. Derek Falvey is our guest. Brought to you by Killer Brew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created, legends are made. 70 games in, Derek. Uh, this is not, I think, where any of us thought we would be at 29 and 41. And while the, again, I mentioned trying to win their fourth straight here today. When I talked to colleagues from Texas and even in Seattle. They always ask me the same thing. How are you 29 and 41? I'm writing these names in, and it's names I know, and it's good players. Can you identify where this thing got out of whack?
2: Yeah, it's a good question, Chris. It's something we've spent a lot of time on, as you can probably imagine, and thinking about where we're at. Um, we obviously got off to, we actually got off to an okay start the first week or so, but then from that point forward, have not played our best baseball. Um, it, it's been a challenge. Certainly we haven't pitched the way we thought we, we are capable of, uh, we've had some bad outcomes, you know, at, at the wrong times, whether it's in the bullpen or in the field, quite frankly, uh, you know, defensive miscues at times. So it's, uh, it's not one, one little area, you know, that you can point to and say, okay, this is the one thing that, that really has caught us at this point. You know, we own our record. We own where we are. The only thing we can do is focus on what we're doing inside our environment right now to get our guys better, to get our guys back on the field, to get healthy. Certainly haven't had our, our full complement out there every day, but we, we're looking forward to getting more guys back on the field because when we do, uh, you know, Byron coming back yesterday, Max coming back the day before, hopefully we can get more of our guys back in the mix regularly.
1: And certainly the offense has been comparable to what it was a year ago. The separator is the pitching. Last year the pitching was really, really good. I think there was a bit of a Bomba Squad hangover. People thought this was an offensive-generated team. But it was a pitching push that got this club to its second straight division championship. The numbers are what they are, and they're not pretty ERA-wise. We've seen better uh, performances out of the bullpen of late. But it appears in the simplest form, Derek, when the starting pitcher's pretty good, this team's pretty good. It just hasn't been consistent enough. What can you do with the pieces you have to try to make those pieces more effective?
2: Yeah, you're right. Uh, there's no question. I mean, I think we know last year, Kenta finishing second in the Cy Young and was really uh, a stalwart for our rotation. He hasn't pitched to that level this year. Um, Jose has done a great job. I feel like those two guys at the top of our rotation, you know, Kenta has not filled in, but the guys behind it too have have not pitched the way we would have expected uh, in aggregate. Some have dealt with you know, some issues along the way and even pitching through some of those issues uh, and, and not at a hundred percent. But again, we don't make excuses. We don't look at it that way. We think these guys are good pitchers. They have the ability to be more effective than they have been. We haven't commanded the ball the way I think we would hope or, and every guy would own to that own that own up on that. So I think if we effectively execute with the guys that we have, execute the pitches we have, uh, we can be, we feel a better pitch, our starting pitching staff and and give ourselves a chance to climb right back into this.
1: We talk a lot about about windows, and I know Thad had the analogy of throwing the window open and, and climbing through last year, and so we've got these guys Kepler, Buxton, Polanco. They've been part of this group: Barrios, Taylor, Rogers, uh, and so on. And then you've got the young guys now who have been forced into action. And have been seizing opportunities. The Larnix and the Kirlofs, who had always been that next wave of guys, are you straddling windows, or is there a way to merge these windows together? Is there room for everybody to push this thing forward?
2: Yeah, I guess uh, I, I'm not sure I'm as as good as that is with some of the analogies, <laughs> so I won't even try. But I, I would say that uh, on the on the on the window front, our view is sustainability, right? You're going to have. Uh, Hopefully we're going to have good years more, more regularly. There'll be some setbacks on occasion. We know that right during any given season, but our hope is that we're, we're entering every season with a chance to compete for the division title and ultimately a chance to, to win it all down the, down the end. And our view of that is in order to do that, there isn't a open window and a closed window. Our view is that we need to be retooling on the fly all the time. You need young guys coming up impacting your major league club learning developing you know maybe struggling a little bit getting better we're seeing that with some of our young players and i think that's exciting about twins baseball not just for 21 but for 22 and beyond you know those young players you just mentioned alex kirilov trevor larnik guys we knew uh, we were excited about but then ryan jeffers who we saw a little bit last year come up start the year wasn't really what he what he wanted to be in full went back to AAA, and now is and got his first exposure to triple a and now when he's come back to the big leagues. He's really helped us. So we have some young players coming we think are going to be impactful over the the next few seasons, uh, and we need to continue to develop them to be part of that in the future.
1: You've talked a lot about baseball being a deadline-driven business, and that's usually in uh, regards to the the trade deadline or any sort of uh, barrier that's put up as this is the last day you can do something. There are other... Lines we throw out there, lines of demarcation, whether it's the All Star Break, whether it's by month. We got 21 games until the All Star Break. You're sitting here at at 12 games back, and then the trade deadline is after the All Star Break, a couple of weeks. Do you set parameters at which point you say, okay, if then, uh, if we win this many here, if there, or are wins not as much a part of it as other factors that you may be taking into account in regards to what this club will look like uh, and what may change with this club as you head to the trade deadline?
2: Yeah, I think there's a few factors at play and, and some of them you just identified, which is where do you think your team is, you know, as you're approaching the deadline in terms of health, in terms of where, you know, where is everyone on the field? How do you feel like you're, you stack up the rest of the way? You also have to be realistic about exactly where you are at that moment in time, you know, approaching the deadline. What, what does the what does the landscape look like? But up until that point, our view, we view that through the lens of we need to be prepared for all. All avenues that come our way, any opportunities that that might present that can make us either better here now in the short term or more in the medium to longer term. But up until then, our job is to fight every night to do the best we can to to, to win that night's ballgame and see where things shake out. I think the reality is most of deadline business gets done in the first in the final two to three, maybe four days leading into that July 31st deadline. And I don't think it'll be any different this year. So uh, we're just going to prep ourselves Uh, on our end and the front office end and the scouting end to be prepared for everything. And then the players and staff, their job is to go out there and and try and win every game they can.
1: All right. Well, they're going to try to sweep Texas today. We'll take a break last segment on some of those topics and a new face in the organization next on your home for twins baseball. The show is inside twins, Chris Atterbury alongside Derek Falvey, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created. Legends are made, getting you set for the Adina Realty pregame lineup card with Rusty Kath. Alex Hassan will stop by with the minor league update. Then Danny and I have the ball game. Kent to my Dane Dunning from Texas quickly, Derek. I want to go back to the trade deadline point. When you trade at the deadline, let's say you ship a veteran on a one-year deal. It's often prospects, a ball, double a prospects. You were in Cleveland when Corey Kluber was one of those guys coming back this year. Is it harder than ever to evaluate not only the spin stuff we talked about, but because guys haven't played and the injuries are so rampant in the minor leagues.
2: For sure. You know, we have a whole year of missing information just around many of these players, right? We don't, we we don't know exactly what they did during the 2020 year with other clubs. Uh, But we've got, we've we've got our guys out there. We're working on trying to get an understanding of all the players. We still have some time here to figure out some of the minor leaguers. As you said, injuries are up. It's going to make it challenging, but it's challenging for everybody. And I think we'll be prepared come into July.
1: Uh, Also on on that front, Kyle Bearclaw, who has been with the Marlins, probably the most predominantly. Also Washington a little bit, San Francisco. You guys signed him to a minor league free agent deal. He goes to St. Paul. Yohan Duran, interlisted St. Paul. What do we got going on there?
2: Yeah, so in Bearclaw, you know, somebody who's had some success at the major league level um, and, and has been somebody that uh, we know and have kept an eye on over the last few years. He uh, he opted out of his minor league deal um, and and now was a free agent. So we, we got a chance to sign him. We just feel like adding depth with the injuries we've had with a few guys going down as part of our bullpen uh, felt like he could, he could help us. Uh, he's been, he's been doing okay there in triple a. And then in Joanne Durant's case, we're evaluating him now, uh, dealing with some soreness, um, you know, in, in his arm. And so as a result of that, we just want to make sure that uh, we get a look at it, get a plan in place going forward. Obviously, as you said again, you know there are a lot of injuries across the minor leagues right now, and and pitching in particular. So we want to make sure that we're whatever he needs going forward to get back to full strength and on the field. Uh, we'll have a plan for it here soon.
1: You guys did open a forty-man spot with Sean Anderson now with the Rangers. Do you have plans on filling that, or is that just to give you room in the event that you need to add somebody?
2: Yeah, that was kind of uh, the, the intent there was to figure out where we were with our with our roster, what we need, co- what's coming back, which players may be coming back as part of it. Uh, we had some conversations about that being the best time uh, to open up that spot. So we'll hopefully that we, we have every intent. We'll ultimately use all 40 spots uh, like we have all year, uh, but nothing, uh, nothing in the short term here.
1: Well, the Twins are looking to sweep a series today. Obviously, the pitching's been a little bit better of late. You're looking to put wins in the column no matter how you do it. We talked about the run to the All-Star break. You've got 10 of 13 against the White Sox before the trade deadline. You talked about measuring yourself by a lot of factors. Those are your chances against the team you're chasing. How important uh, are, are those games, and do you look at those division games between now and
2: then? Well, it's, it's critical. We always talk about you have to play well in the division uh, to give yourself a chance at the playoffs in general, but certainly to go win the division. And we know the White Sox have played really well this year. Uh, it's it's up to us kind of to show up on those days and, and give our best – uh, put our best baseball on the field and hopefully if we do that we'll put ourselves in a different place It'll come come into mid-july and into the later portion of july we know we have the talent to do it so let's see what our guys can do
1: all right well we've got about 30 seconds left final uh, thought for you one quick memory of your dad maybe baseball related memory with your old man
2: oh man i remember uh, i remember like uh t-ball games i i can i can remember going back as much as that him taking me uh, my dad would come home from uh, from work. He'd be all muddied up from construction job and uh, just roll right on over to a T-ball game. And uh, he was always there for me. Uh, always loved always loved being around and watching as much as he could. Uh, and I, I'm just very, very proud of uh, my father and, and what he did and impacted me in the game of baseball.
1: Awesome. And uh, our best to him today. Happy Father's Day, Derek. Thanks for coming by Inside Twins. We appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me on, guys. Have a great day. All right,
1: that's Derek Falvey, the show Inside Twins. Stay with us at Donna Realty. pre pregame lineup card next on your home for Twins Baseball.
0: You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killabrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.